Welcome back to Secrets in Nature, season two. Hello. Happy Friday. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting we're, we pop these out on Friday. The new best day of the week and everyone's calendar should be marked. You should get a reminder on your phone. Not at midnight every Friday because we post pretty late, but at like 5 p.m. every Friday. <laughs> no, no. You should have a reminder on your phone. Dinner time. Yeah. That's usually when it comes you should out. you should listen to us while you eat dinner and have a drink. We encourage margaritas with dinner. Yeah. And secrets in nature. The more you drink, the better we sound. Literally. <laughs> the more you drink, <laughs> the funnier and wittier we are. <laughs> well, I just wanna uh apologize for my audio last week because it did not sound good. <laughs> I you know what? My goal is to get to a point in this podcast career where we can think back to our first few episodes where we recorded on our phones and think that was like adorable. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if I could ever listen back so, to them. It's painful a little bit. No, I'll never listen. I'll never listen. Yeah, but last week I had some technical difficulties and uh it was a little little scratchy but it's fine i will you know what if we're really successful and we have like thousands of followers we're making some money you know i i, I could listen back in like a couple years and and like reminisce and like see how far we've come you know yeah i guess i just can't do it anytime soon if it's a couple years <laughs> <laughs> far away also i just want to mention how the government released the information on UFOs the day after we recorded our episode. <laughs> How annoying! I mean, is there that? was already some information out, but they um. Released but that was more like the big report that they were doing. I know. I Ugh, sat so down annoying. at my hairdressers and I was like, because me and her always talk about um extraterrestrials when I'm there, and I sat down and the first thing she said was, "Did you see the article?" <laughs> and I was like what <laughs> and she sent me the link to it or she told me like what to search and i found it i was like you've got to be kidding me it really wasn't anything crazy but still it would have been nice to have because i was waiting for it and that was the actual the last day that they had to release it well it's fine we'll just so, have to do another episode but if you haven't checked it out there was no aliens or extraterrestrials mentioned a little disappointing oh in the article yeah oh gotcha i didn't really read it to be honest <laughs> I was too. I was so like extraterrestrial out after last week because I thought about aliens literally every day for seven days straight, and I was typing intensely in my <laughs> notes app every single day. So I like couldn't think about it anymore after that. Full disclaimer. Yeah, we need a break. I needed a break. My brain was like, oh, listen, we're human. We're we're in our Earth suits. Like I said last week, we're in our Earth suits, and we can't <laughs> take this right now. So all right. Well, this week we're going to be talking about unexplained mysteries of national parks and who doesn't love a good mystery because life would be boring if we had the answers to everything yes and i'm so excited for this episode because um last season we had a conspiracy theory episode and we both talked about conspiracy theories having to do with national parks so and it was it was one of my favorite episodes of last season it was one of my favorites i don't know about you I liked it. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I don't have a favorite. Well, I really liked that episode. And um, I so I was excited to kind of um, get back into that kind of topic. Yeah, I'm excited. I think I have some pretty interesting information. I have some cool stories. Yeah, I, I can't wait to share. We don't know what each other are going to talk about. 
I guess I'll go first. Yes, you start us off. So this first one is called the Yellowstone Lake Music. There's this lake in Yellowstone National Park, and visitors have been saying for the past century that there's strange noises that you can hear um, coming from the lake. And people describe it as metal cables crashing into each other, ethereal organ music, and the sound of ducks in flight, just to name a few. Organ music? Yeah. Sounds um, like a horror movie. Where is this? <laughs> um, Yellowstone Lake. Wow. Yeah. And so people just say that it gets louder, like it's coming towards you, and then they hear it like it's right above them, and then it just kind of fades away. Like when they're when they approach? But yeah, like when where they're near the lake or they're on the lake. That's how it kind of comes. So it feels like it's getting closer, and then it seems like it's above them and then it's gone yeah weird yeah and then so experts obviously trying to figure out what it is um but there's really no explanation it's unexplained but of course people like to claim that it's ghost from the lake because many people have drowned in the lake and their bodies <gasps> are never found again that's scary yeah apparently like when lakes are super cold because it's a super cold lake and you can die pretty quickly and so when your body I guess when it's really cold it just kind of sinks to the bottom and it gets stuck there it never really floats back up Ugh. so it's never found yeah did you watch the haunting of Bly Manor I did that story that kind of to me of yes that story makes me think of I don't want to give any spoilers I think this character is introduced pretty early in the um series but the f- first like ghost f- that we meet is the lady of the lake that walks around and she walks around the property and then she just slowly walks back into the lake mm-hmm. and so that's what that makes me think of yeah maybe it is the people the lost souls of the lake crying like maybe like they hear organ music because it's these lost souls that never got closure on their lives and their loved ones they're thinking back to like a party where they were with their family <laughs> i don't know I mean, you get really deep i think it probably is some kind of nature thing that we just don't know about i don't know like natural music yeah like a natural comes from something yeah maybe that's like wind mm. but like you can't see it so it's kind of hard to figure it out i've been listening to a lot of two girls one goes recently so I, my first instinct was to come up with like a story for this possible paranormal entity but (laughs) maybe it is you're right there's so many ghost stories about like people in lakes lakes are creepy i don't really like them that much or like murky ones if i can't see the bottom we used to wait we me and rachel used to go to a lake we belonged to a lake growing up near our hometown and yeah you couldn't see the bottom for shit and i remember some like there was a rumor that there was a lake shark and I fully bought it. <laughs> and I don't remember that. Like, yeah, pe- kids would be like, "Oh, there's a lake shark," and then other other kids would be like, "No, that's just like a some like a machine that cleans it, and it just looks like a shark." And I don't even know. I don't even think there was anything at all. What? But the concept of a lake shark, horrifying. Concept of a lake ghost, horrifying. I know. I don't think it was a man-made lake, so there wasn't anything interesting in there. But it was creepy because the water was like brown. Yeah. And I it just, just colored all of my bathing suits. I, the older I got, the more I just, I couldn't do it. I did have a Tarzan swing though. Like the high dive. 
Like, you know how the high dive, you would go like really deep under it? It would just freak <gasps> me yeah, out. Yeah, because you're coming from so high up. So you would go so deep. Uh, and it would just get colder and colder. I remember there was, Ugh. so like I said, there was like a Tarzan swing. Super cool. Sick. Honestly, missed that Tarzan swing. I would have a great time on it literally right now. But there was a log at, at the bottom of the lake right next to it. So like people, when people were just watching other people swing on the rope swing they would stand on that log oh yeah and everyone if i was around there people would call down and be like oh just stand on the log like stop like treading water just stand on the log and i was like absolutely not i'm not putting my feet on anything no i'm not standing on anything i don't want to touch it it's like slimy gross yeah i'm good on that anyway (laughs) we're getting off track we're such late people I mean, the idea of, like, a lake house one day, like, yeah. instead of a shore house, like, having, like, a lake house is, like, very appealing, but a nice lake. Yeah, I'm not one to, like, go under in a lake, except there are some really beautiful lakes that are, like, crystal clear. I would totally go swimming in those. But yeah, I don't think there's any near us, unfortunately. Is it my turn? Yeah. Okay, so my story. So originally what we were going to do for this episode was people going missing in national parks and once I typed that into Google, I was like, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of depressing results and like genuinely like people getting murdered. And like, I was like, I, I'm not a true crime type of girl. I don't even listen to true crime pro- podcasts. So I was like, wait, can I tell you that I listened to a crime podcast specifically about national parks and people getting murdered in them? Yeah, that's not really what I I feel like that's not what we're here for. No, of that's not what I wanted to talk about, but like I like listening to the podcast about it. It's very interesting. I don't even like listening. I love listening to like unexplained things, like dark in that aspect, like paranormal things, things about extraterrestrials, like things that are unexplained. True crime does not interest me. I don't want to hear about like horrible things that humans do to each other. I, I, I have full respect for anyone that thinks that's so interesting. I just don't get it. I think it's so I cool. I think it's boring. Or like fascinating. Maybe I've never given it a fair sh- fair shot. I don't know. Yeah, especially when they're unsolved. Those are crazy. But anyway, this story is about someone going missing in a national park, but it's just insane and it has nothing to do with true crime. And I am so excited to talk about this. So this story occurred in Devil's Den State Park in Arkansas in 1946. And basically, this family, the Van Arst family, was on a camping trip there. They were ready to, you know, enjoy some outdoors and vibe out and whatnot. And they were by the creek one day. And the sons of the family were fishing. And the dad was around or something. And the eight-year-old daughter of the family, Catherine, was playing in her bathing suit in the creek. And she basically just, like, wandered away and vanished really quickly. And the article I read this story on, which was on journal.com, described it like she was right near her family and they looked away very briefly. And then they looked back and she was already gone. Like, she disappeared within an instant. Maybe it was dramatized for the article. I don't know. I'm just trying to paint a picture here. But basically, the family just assumed that she went back to the campsite, which was very close. But panic started to grow as they looked around for her and began calling out for her and they just were not getting a response. They couldn't find her. So after spending some time looking for her and being unsuccessful, the family notified the park officials and a big search party eventually formed. And a thorough detailed search lasted for six entire days. So this girl was missing for six days and they were giving up hope as one would. I feel like if I was a mom 
and I lost my eight-year-old daughter in the woods without a trace. Yeah. I would probably that night be like, okay, she's dead. Like, how could you not assume that? I don't know. I w- and then you can only go like three days without water. Exactly. And the girl disappeared wearing a bathing suit, no shoes. And she was gone for almost a week with assumingly nothing. So on day six, a group of volunteers passed a cave and she literally just walked out of it the little girl like just walked out and said oh here i am and she was fine (laughs) and the insane part is that the cave was seven miles away and 600 feet higher than the campsite she disappeared from and that's seven air miles so like a straight straight line seven miles but the actual trail that she would have had to take to get there was 30 miles long So, like, she would have had to travel with bare feet for 30 miles for almost a week through the woods. And, like, the woods had hills and rocky trails. And she was found, like, she wasn't in the best condition. Like, she had bug bites and scrapes and stuff. And her feet were swollen. But that's it. And... The article said, quote, she had covered so much distance that even a properly equipped adult would have a tough time matching it, which I just think is insane. So obviously that's already like, okay, how did you get here? Like what happened to you and why are you totally fine? But there's just like other weird things. So basically the place she was found had already been thoroughly searched by aircraft and tracker dogs twice and they didn't find anything. So it's weird that she suddenly just appeared there. And it also gets weirder. So the cave she was in just happened to have a fresh water spring. So like, okay, cool. Our girl found a fresh water <laughs> source. Good for her. But she also survived off of, she said this, like she told the authorities this when they found her. She said she survived off of eating berries that she found. And apparently the area was overgrown with many types of poisonous berries. So the odds of her only picking, only conveniently picking non-poisonous berries was very low. But she did somehow. <laughs> lucky girl. So there's that. And again she was very she seemed healthy she was extremely calm when she was found okay whatever but she said that on several occasions she saw the people searching for her and shouted out to them and she said that it seemed like they weren't able to hear her so that's weird Mm -hmm. and she also randomly mentioned that she had slept in quote warm grass on the first night she went missing and then like didn't elaborate further on that and like I don't think there was a warm patch of grass anywhere where she was. Like, they were in the middle of the wood, like, the rocky woods. I don't know. So, lots of weird things. Um, It sounds to me, (laughs) because, like, I can't think of a logical explanation. So, it sounds to me like our girl fell into a different dimension somehow and was, like, strangely protected by something. I don't know. What if she was in the upside down? No, because the upside down seems very dark and I don't think there's warm grass there and fresh non-poisonous berries. Or maybe she was in the right side up. <laughs> We're in the upside down. <laughs> it's, nice. it's the opposite of the upside down. There's been theories like every there's been so many theories about this story involving ufos fairies bigfoot like all every type of mythical creature you can think of people have like made theories that they were protecting this little girl and it's even been wondered if someone or something like carried her up to this cave because she had no injuries whatsoever for a little girl that would have had to walk barefoot through the woods for 30 miles like she realistically should have been dead to be honest yeah how would she not remember 
a Bigfoot helping her. So that was the other thing. Like, she had, like, very little memory of it. And, like, the very few things she could remember were, like, oh, I remember sleeping in warm grass. I remember calling out to people and they couldn't hear me. And then, like, she remembers what she ate and drank. She really didn't have, like, that much to say about it. Wow. So. I feel like I believe her accidentally walking into another dimension where time is warped. Yes. Then, like, her being picked up by Bigfoot. Well, yeah, because, like, it's, why is that so realistic to me? <laughs> like, she <laughs> fell into some, like, she, like, fell into another dimension, and maybe the six days only felt, like, a day? You don't know. And that's why she really had no injuries? Yeah, maybe that's why, like, coming out of it, she lost some of the memory. I don't know. Or maybe, like, some something or someone did find her and put her in a safe place with water and like only fed her fresh berries the end of the article did say that the area which is again called devil's den state park was once feared as a place of spirits by the local native american tribes but then like it it seems like it wouldn't be negative if this little girl was protected so i don't know maybe there are some good spirits like, how did she get that loss in the first place? I, exactly. Because, like, who took her? An eight-year-old's not going to just keep walking until she's, like, so far away. Like, she's, can't, no one can find her. I mean, I don't know. I don't really remember how smart or dumb I was when I was eight, but. Yeah, but, like, you kids don't, like, when they're scared, they stop and they, like, stay in the one place. I feel like they don't just keep walking. Yeah, that's true. So, like, maybe that's another reason why she just got sucked into a different dimension because she was gone within an instant. Yeah. You know? Do you have, like, something, like, a fireplace thing on? Like a candle? In, um, your window, there's, like, flames. What? <laughs> like, it looks like there's a reflection of, like, a candle. It's not there right now. You don't have a candle on? No. <laughs> no. You don't have any orange lights near you? Stop. What's in the what? <laughs> To the dogs barking right outside my apartment. I love you besties, <laughs> but I really need you to stop. Um, so the strange flames I saw in her wind in Lexi's window were actually fireworks. Oh my gosh, I had a heart attack. Rachel was like, Are you burning a candle? <laughs> and I was like, No. And she was like, There's been orange flames in your behind you in the reflection of the window this whole time. And I had a heart attack. We I were know. I was low key hoping I was freaked it was out. <laughs> UFO. But no, it was fireworks. Okay, hit us with your next story. Okay. This is called the unexplained wooden structures in santa fe national park <gasps> i i think i briefly read about this and it's really cool i'm glad you're talking about it all right so i got this article off mysterious universe and came out in 2017 uh which is kind of important to the story so these strange wood structures were showing up in the santa fe national forest they looked like teepees made of fallen trees and limbs so they were like huge like imagine a fallen tree they're very long that's how kind of tall they are yeah and they're all different sizes though um some were solid so they're like all wood and then some of them were hollow and park rangers have no idea who was making them i couldn't find any updates to see if they figured it out because this is from 2017 so i wanted to see if you know they actually found the culprit but they did not or at least I couldn't find anything. So I'm assuming they couldn't find who did it. Didn't they think that they were, it was like cult? Um, that was one of the hypotheses. Mm-hmm. There was like quite a few. But the big issues with the wood structures is they were a huge fire hazard. Yes. And it's also against the law to make them. Like if you can imagine them getting set on fire somehow. Yeah. That'd be a huge bonfire and probably burn down the forest. 
But so they had to take them down every time they found one. Most people think that it was just other people goofing off, maybe like homeless people trying to build shelter. But there are a few people that claim that it's Bigfoot. (laughs) And honestly, the thought of just a person making them seems like so crazy to me because they're so big. Yeah. I don't know how one person it had to be like a group of people because there's no way one person can just pick up a whole fallen tree and like build a teepee. I never understood like stories like that. And it's like, oh, people just goofing off. Like who is just goofing off and pulling a prank and then like putting that much effort into it, you know? Yeah. But I guess if you're somebody that lives in the middle of nowhere, there's nothing else to do. <laughs> no signal to get that's, Netflix. <laughs> that's the activities you take part in yeah maybe they don't have any cities or big towns near them or the ocean or they just have the forest well this is like perfect for what i'm going to talk about next actually but it's just like um crop circles it's like those kinds of things where people are like oh like it's just the local prankster and it's like (laughs) he's putting in a lot of effort and that seems really difficult so i can't imagine anyone's going to those lengths just to like piss off the local farmer but whatever (laughs) I think there are some people that literally have no lives and that is what they do for fun. But you never just like know. the people in like 2016 that would just dress up like clowns and scare people for fun. Yeah. Well, that sounds more fun. <laughs> there really was <laughs> just a time. Again, Rachel and I li- live in South Jersey. So um, I don't know if this was happening around the country, but it was happening where we live. But in 2016, there was just clowns on the loose. <laughs> just everywhere people were getting videos of them on the side of the highway people oh the it movie was about to come out like the remake so people were tying red balloons to sewers that's so creepy just to scare people but again that's a lot less um meticulous of an activity than making a crop circle or picking up a fallen tree but you know it's also fun to scare people to be honest at least I think it is. You love it. <laughs> Rachel, th- our whole childhood thrived off of hiding behind something and jumping out at me. Yeah. And I screamed every time. My family still does it to me. And like the the pets give it away every time. My dad tries to scare me. I'm like, now I know where you get it from. But anyways, <laughs> maybe it's Bigfoot. Maybe it's people. We'll never know. Bigfoot was picking up the fallen trees right after he carried Catherine Van Arst to her safe cave. <laughs> Because people were using Bigfoot as a reason for that, too. He was building her shelter. How is that? How is Bigfoot just the solution? Just the term Bigfoot. Like, oh, explain this, Bigfoot. Bigfoot what? <laughs> and humans can't do it. It must be Bigfoot. Yes, exactly. He just does it all. <laughs> He's everywhere. He's everywhere, but nowhere at the same time. <laughs> He's a state of mind. So that was a that's a great segue into my story, which is, again just something that was discovered that people are like did humans do this did something else do this this took place in the great sand dunes national park and preserve in colorado Ooh. which looks very beautiful Wait, a sand dune in colorado yeah it's like a bunch of sand dunes look it up oh, i thought that was like an ocean thing no it's like also a desert thing oh yeah there's de- i didn't know there was desert in colorado yeah it looks very beautiful it looks more just like it just it looks like just mountains, but they do look like sand. I would like to go here. I wanna go to Colorado so bad. Next time. When we go back to Sedona, we'll also go to Colorado. How about that? Okay, so anyway. Um the Great Sand Dunes National Park 
and preserve in Colorado. And first things first, disclaimer, more than 60 UFOs have been spotted there since 2000. So another reason why I really want to go there. But just in case you don't look into a lot of UFO sighting stories or in case you don't have a boyfriend that's always looking into them like I do, it is very common for mutilated cattle to be found in areas where UFOs are seen. My boyfriend has literally said to me not that long, like recently, stories that he's read about mutilated cattle in the same areas where ufos are seen just a coincidence maybe i don't know but i'm talking mutilated in a very meticulous way like why would a human and how would a human ever do it this way and this article on denverpost.com from 2009 it told the story of a man who raises cattle and the men of his family like raised cattle for generations and he told his story and said four of his calves were killed overnight and i don't want to like get too gruesome with the detail of how they were found because rachel might cry (laughs) so i won't (laughs) but i don't want to hear it i'm i'm okay i'm talking like organs gone tongues gone eyeballs gone it was like things were removed and not the meat just the organs and the weird part is that it wasn't messy the guy who raised the cattle said he's seen plenty of animals like mountain lions and coyotes kill his cattle but he's never and he's even heard of thieves killing cattle for meat like in the fields but he's never seen mutilations like this without a trace of anyone having been there no animal tracks around it no human tracks nothing and there was not even any blood no blood on the ground no no blood on the animal like nothing and he said usually lions drag their kills plus animals are messy with the way they have to attack but these cat these cattle had perfect cuts as if like a laser did it and also like why again why would the guts be gone but not the actual meat so like it just really weird shit and apparently other ranchers nearby reported similar stories and the term phantom surgeons of the plains emerged because sliced up cattle had had been happening since the 1960s and in 1975 ranchers on colorado's eastern plains reported more than 200 mysteriously mutilated cattle so i don't know if you've like heard stories about that before i definitely have i have and i just like read this very specific article which is crazy but there are theories about like animal sacrificing cults and even theories about like government experiments and military guided laser beams but obviously the big one is like the theory about extraterrestrials especially because some similarly mutilated cattle were also found adjacent to crop circles in alabama so and again if you don't know what a crop circle is we just talked about them but it's basically when there's a circle or a more complex pattern in an area of standing crops and those have always been associated with aliens because like what else could make huge markings like that on such like a broad aerial scale i don't know and countless ranchers have also reported strange lights in the sky around the time that they find their sliced cattle which could just be like a little fluffer detail but i like it what do they need cow guts for though i was wondering that too uh, that's weird what do the cows do to deserve that? i really don't have like a reason of why an alien would need it but it's i just also can't think of how a human could execute that so that's why my mind goes to higher technology like how could it how could yeah, a human on that scale execute that 
without leaving a drop of blood like that's insane and why would the same specific thing be happening from cop from colorado all the way to alabama like very specific details all being repeated you know Mm -hmm. unless it's like some government experiment experiment that we'll never know about maybe that was one of the theories (laughs) they're just like there's a lot of cows so we'll just use the cows which is mean. I mean, and maybe the cows don't feel any pain because I feel like if an extraterrestrial needed to take cow parts for studying purposes, I feel like they would make it really painless for them. Okay, then. If that's what you want to believe. I really need, I would love an answer, like a reasoning. Like, oh, it makes sense why aliens would need it, but I don't have one. We better get one by the time we die. That's all I'm saying. The answers. I agree. <laughs> I need the answers. Maybe they'll come when we die. All right. So the last story we're going to talk or I'm going to talk about is really interesting. Another another story where I want the answers and there's no answers. That's what's fun, though, because um, then we, our brains can come up with their own answers. A logical explanation just does not vibe with me ever. So. There is no logical explanation for this. Let's hear it. So it's about missing people in national parks. And I found this on Reddit. When I was searching for stuff and I just happened to come across this. So I looked further into it. This guy, David Politis, he is a former law enforcement officer and current private investigator. And he looks into the strange disappearances. So he wrote three books titled Missing 411. He, I also listened to a podcast that he was on. It was called Missing 411 with David Politis on the stuff they don't want you to know podcast just to further hear him actually talk about it instead of just reading an article so thousands of people go missing every year in national parks and most cases are solved but there are always some that just can't be explained Um, whether or not that person's never seen again or the body's found for some reason there's no explanation as to what happened to them and this usually happens in remote areas of the park the Rocky Mountains and the Sierra Pacific Range have the highest percentage of, cra- of cases. And the biggest cluster of missing people in the world is Yosemite National Park. And a lot of the people that go missing there have never been found. A lot of people also go missing near boulder fields and granite. Just really weird. And the largest boulder field is in Yosemite Many times the person will be found, which actually you mentioned, at a higher altitude location than would probably be possible for them to get to. And a lot of people vanish while hiking or camping with friends or family. So it's not people that are just go out into the woods alone and they disappear. They go missing while they're with a bunch of people. Yeah, they're with people. That's the weirdest part. Like that little girl. Yeah, they just vanish. Looks like they get lured away. And something really strange is that he's found a lot of bodies are missing their shoes and socks. <gasps> and they're not anywhere to be found. Really? Yeah. I literally have no nothing to say about that. <laughs> I don't know what that could possibly be. Yeah, it's so weird. Even in like the super cold places. So there would be no ex- like reasoning for taking your shoes off. So in the books, he says that he never includes any cases where there is evidence of criminal human interference, where there is animals interference, or where the person might have gone to commit suicide or to just disappear on their own. So there's no logical re- reason. Yeah. And so here's like one of the examples. He talked about um, one case of a four-year-old who went missing on a trail 
His remains were found four years later. They were found right above where he actually went missing, like really high up, and it would have been near impossible for him to get to that height. Uh, The sheriff on the case blamed it on an animal attack, of course, but there there was no blood on the clothing and his pants were turned inside out. I've seen Twilight enough times to know that an animal attack could mean anything (laughs) because they blamed all of the vampire attacks on an animal. It must be a vampire. Typical. And he also just mentioned that children have been found miles away. (gasps) Like the case you talked about from where they were last seen. And where is this again? This is like everywhere. Like he he looks at. Oh, it's just like a broad overview of all of the unsolved cases in national parks. Gotcha. Okay. Because he's trying to find like correlation between all of these cases because he sees like there's a lot of common things that are happening, like the missing shoes and the people being found really far away or at a high altitude. So also something weird with these cases is they can never be tracked with dogs. They never pick up a scent of the person. There's never any footprints. And it's just really strange. I feel like this guy is pretty credible because he mentioned that he won't speculate anything because he wants to stick to the facts and not lose credibility. Mm, So he won't give his own theories and own opinions of what he thinks. Yeah, he doesn't because there's he has yet to find one that explains everything. Right. And he communicates with the families a lot of like these missing people. So he obviously doesn't want them to go online and search him. And he's saying like, oh, your family member got abducted by aliens like they're not going to talk to him yeah he wants to be respectful he wants to be respectful what's his name david Paulides. so it's like he he doesn't want to be known as a conspiracy theorist he just wants to be known as oh i'm collecting these facts yeah like he's all. literally investigating it and just trying yeah, awesome. to find a reason while still being respectful to the family that's really cool yeah and he just mentioned a couple of stories where just like the person just goes missing like they were with people, they just maybe walk ahead or they get left behind and then they're just gone. Yeah. They can't find them. There's no, like the dogs can't track them down. Um, sometimes bodies are found. But again, like there's no evidence that like they were murdered or that was like a human did something to them. And like at first, my first thought is like, okay, someone going missing in a national park really isn't that crazy. Like you're in the woods. It's easy to get lost, like whatever. But it it's really not that common or simple because okay you're say you're with a group of people you know how are you wandering off how are you getting lost and uh, unless you have a severe medical condition where you could just faint at any given moment but even then like people would find you like i don't know yeah well most people do get found but then the ones that don't there's just like weird there's no explanation for it rachel and i were on a hike i don't i don't know if i told this story during the Sedona episode I don't think I did we were on a hike in Sedona and by ourselves like there was really no one around us and we passed a tent or we were getting close to a tent it was like further down the hill we could see that there was a tent coming I kept walking and Rachel was like no I don't want to walk towards it I've listened to enough true crime podcasts about national parks I don't want to go near it and made us go the other way oh yeah that's actually in our vlog but yeah it was just kind of creepy it was just like a tent in the middle of nowhere there was no one around yeah i'm good on that and good call making yeah, us turn better be safe than sorry absolutely maybe i should <laughs> listen to more true crime just so i can know to be on my have my radar on at any given moment when i'm out anywhere yeah the desert is the easiest place to go missing did you ever okay there's this one crazy story where they found the murder of this so they built a hotel or they built a complex in the desert and 
or it was once a desert, but they were building it up and they found all of these bodies, like a ton of bodies. Oh, I hate and that. you know how they caught the killer? They went into Google photo or the Google Maps and they were able like to go, like over a span of like ten years, they were able to zoom in and see the guy dropping like the bodies That's off insane. like the truck that he was driving. Isn't that so creepy? That's what I'm talking about. This guy had a graveyard for like 10 years in the desert. Now, see, I hate that. Like, I, there is, is this the kind of thing that ha- they, they talk about on true crime? I hate that. Yeah. I like a lot of dark shit, but that's the kind of thing that would make me feel like unsettled and just and upset for the rest of the day. I know. I hope everyone has a magical Friday evening. Don't forget to listen to us over a romantic candlelit dinner with <laughs> the three of us. If you're listening. And a magical 4th of July. A magical 4th of July. And the next time we record, it will be Rachel's birthday. So that would be exciting. Yeah. I don't want to say how old I am. Why not? You're acting like you're turning 40. (laughs) Jeez. That's what it feels like. Make sure you follow us on social media, on Twitter, at Secrets of Nature. Oh, shit. I forgot to tweet when we came back. Maybe just follow our Instagram at Secrets of Nature Podcast. <laughs> you didn't tweet yet. Oh, did you see my post from today on Instagram? Yes. Very cute. Make sure you if I ever go out in a national park at this point, even if I'm with a group of people, I'm going to like, you know, when you take a group, I've never done this, but you know, in like <laughs> movies when like someone <laughs> takes a group of children out somewhere and they like all are sharing a belt, like there's like a belt connecting oh, yeah. everyone. <laughs> the next time I go out in a national park, even if I'm with a group of people, I'm going to make us all be connected so that no one can get lured away by any spirits ufos i'm gonna disappear for a couple hours and make you think that i actually disappeared that's horrible (laughs) do not do that but i was gonna close the episode by saying don't go into any national parks by yourself and then i was like oh it doesn't even matter if there's people so connect yourself to those people so that no one can physically get away or attach yourself to a tree you can't be taken if you're attached to the tree. Like Ella enchanted when she tied herself to a tree <laughs> so she couldn't go kill her boyfriend. We're getting, I can't, I can't, I have to stop. I could just talk forever. <laughs> the random memory of that just <laughs> popped into your head. Anyway, happy Friday. Any closing thoughts? Um, be kind to yourself and be kind to others. That's my advice. Thank you. <laughs> I hope everyone is having a great cancer season. Goodbye. Until next week. Have a good night. See you next week. Bye. Bye.